0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Inattention, forgetfulness, disorganization... Have any trouble with these? Well, you're not the only one. We live in a distracted age, but why? Why do you think that we have these problems? Is it ADHD, sleep, worry, anxiety, depression, or just a skills deficit? Or is it the abundance of media alternatives really causing most of these problems? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. I want you to share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at org. This is MPB.
1: Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Post-debate counter-assessments abound, with Donald Trump supporters giving the Republican nominee a thumbs-up as a first-time politician who they say touched on those issues such as jobs and security that are on the minds of everyday Americans. On the flip side, Hillary Clinton's camp believes its candidate came out ahead by placing Trump on the defensive, attacking his record as a businessman and turning on him when he said he didn't believe Clinton had the stamina to be president. Today, Trump criticized the moderator, Lester Holt, and the microphone, and on the plane down to a campaign stop today, Clinton took a verbal jab, saying anyone who complains about the microphone had a bad night. Then Clinton criticized Trump's overall assessment of the U.S. economy and this country's performance today. He calls us names. He calls us a third world country. He talks in such dire and dark terms. That's not who America is. You know, we are the best problem solvers in the world. Our diversity is a strength. The morning after the debate, Donald Trump is attacking a former Miss Universe winner as overweight. And Pierre Scott Detrow has more on that.
2: At the end of Monday's debate, Clinton brought up remarks Trump had allegedly said about Alicia Machado, a Venezuelan who won Trump's Miss Universe pageant in 1996. Clinton said Trump's criticisms of Machado's weight was among the worst things he's ever said about women. On Monday, Trump appeared to deny the remarks, but this morning, Trump confirmed them in a Fox and Friends interview.
3: She was the winner, and you know she gained a massive amount of weight, and uh,
4: it was it was a real problem. We had a we had a real problem. Not only that, her attitude.
2: Clinton's campaign has posted an interview with Machado. In it, she says she struggled with eating disorders after the experience. She says she attributes them to Trump's criticisms. Scott Detrow, NPR News.
1: Cybersecurity was one of those major issues to make the debate last night. And Secretary of Homeland Security says 18 states today are now asking for help with shoring up the cybersecurity of their election systems. Jay Johnson told a Senate hearing that local governments have also requested help. Here's NPR's Philip Ewing.
5: The integrity of the presidential election has become a major concern following hacks, leaks, and other cyber mischief, some of it allegedly tied to the Russian government. That's why Johnson said DHS has made itself available to governments around the country concerned about their voter rolls, voting machines, and other systems.
2: In the run-up to the November 8th election, uh, we have uh, been working with state election officials, local election officials, to help them with their cybersecurity when they ask.
5: Observers say the main concern isn't that hackers might be able to throw the election or falsify the outcome, but create enough uncertainty that Americans doubt the legitimacy of the result. Philip Ewing, NPR News, Washington.
1: The Dow is up 90 points at 18,185. This is NPR. In the first case of its kind, the International Criminal Court has sentenced an al-Qaeda-linked radical Islamist from Mali to nine years in prison for cultural destruction. He was found guilty of overseeing the desecration of historic Sufi saints' tombs in the fabled city of Timbuktu in 2012, NPR's Fabia quist arcton reports this is a tribunal's first conviction for destroying religious or cultural monuments. The guilty verdict delivered against Malian Islamist extremist Ahmed Al-Faki Al-Mahdi is another first for the International Criminal Court. In a landmark ruling, presiding judge Rao Pangalangan described the effect of the desecration of world heritage sites on residents of Mali's ancient city. The witness testified that destroying the mausoleums to which the people of Timbuktu had an emotional attachment, was a war activity aimed at breaking the soul of the people of Timbuktu. The former teacher-turned-head of an al-Qaeda-affiliated morality brigade had pleaded guilty, and Makdi also expressed remorse for helping destroy the shrines during the year-long jihadi occupation of Mali's desert north. Aferbi Akustartan, NPR News, Harare. New York City firefighters are mourning the death of one of their own who died after responding to an explosion at a home in the Bronx today. Several other people were injured. The Associated Press reports they included police officers. Investigators are trying to determine what caused that explosion. U.S. stocks are higher at last glance, with the Dow gaining 86 points. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations.
6: Other contributors include Staples with copy and print solutions for small business, including color copies and presentations, booklets and manuals, and custom-framed prints and posters. More at Staples stores or staples.com. Staples, make more happen.
7: Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app, available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're
7: listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
0: Good morning, this is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today I want to talk about some of our issues that we have with inattention, forgetfulness, disorganization, do you have trouble with those things? Well, you're not the only one. Um, Is it because we live in a distracted age? And if so, why? And what do you think is going on that we have more and more individuals with problems such as this? Is it growing ADHD? Is it sleep problems, anxiety and worry, depression? Or is it that people are just not being well prepared for life? Or do you think it could possibly be the abundance of the media alternatives causing most of these problems? And I want to talk about that today and hear your thoughts. Um, But first, let me give you just a few numbers. Forty million adults in the U.S. have problems with anxiety. That's about 18% of individuals. Upwards of 30% of teenagers have trouble with anxiety. If you add the incidence of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder that we call now ADHD, about 7% of our population has that. Then you add in the distractions of social media, and then what do you get? And then I didn't even talk about the number of individuals yet who have sleep problems. If you put that on top of it, In the U.S., there are roughly 70 million people who have sleep problems. That's 22% of our population of uh, about, what, 325 million people. So Houston, we have a problem. We have a lot of distractibility, anxiety, inattention, sleep issues that are all there. And then on top of that, we have the distraction of social media. So, I've got a couple of examples I want uh to give you and I want you to call in and and maybe you have some examples of some of the issues that may be going on and uh maybe you disagree with me and think that perhaps we don't have a problem at all, but I'd like to hear from you. Give us a call at 1877 MPB ring. That's 1877672. 7464, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Okay, so I said I think we have a problem. I want to tell you about an incident that happened just this last weekend. My husband and I were in a big box store to do a couple of things, and he went over to the key counter um, to get some keys made. The store clerk, who was a middle-aged woman, she was not a young person, was texting on her phone. She looked up just long enough from her phone to acknowledge him and took the key, put the phone on the key machine where she was making the key, continued to text with one hand as she's punching in the key process with the other. Um, So... (laughs) He was. <laughs> she finished the keys. Um, he was so taken aback that he kind of hesitated to take the keys. And then she finally looked up. But she had not even looked at him as she was handing the keys because she was still texting on her phone. Now, what kind of customer service is that? Um, not so good, right? She couldn't put her phone down for two minutes. Now, I grew up in a retail business, um, this is not how you make a customer feel valued. My father would have absolutely freaked out if one of us had behaved like that when a customer was present. Um, And and so what is going on now that allows us to think that this is okay? So that's social media that you're getting in there. Now, Were the keys made correctly? Yes, it was a machine that she dialed in and it worked. Um, I don't think it was anything real complex. But it was the fact that she couldn't seem to separate herself and take the time to do what she needed to do. Um, This kind of distractibility, distraction um, due to media also occurs certainly in much more Um, complex or complicated issues, and many times in in meetings. Um, Also, just in the past week, I walked into a conference room that's not our usual space when we have a meeting. Um, Larger meetings are typically held there, and at the door, there was a box at the entrance asking that all cell phones be deposited on entry. I thought it was a great idea. I didn't ask our employees of the group that was attending the meeting to do that. And I did note during the meeting that several people were checking their phones or texting during the meeting. So... What do you think about that? Is that rude? Is it necessary? Does it distract you from really paying attention to what's going on? Um, If you don't get to do it, does it increase anxiety because you know you might need to go ahead and respond to something that somebody just asked you? Um, Is it really okay to try to do two things at once? Or does it... Um, increase the likelihood of mistakes Uh, what do you think about that how do you think that is Um, Jay I know you're here with us today Jay our producer Jay White Um, and I know you and I both are into our phones and into our media and and I just wonder um, what do you think about
1: this
5: well, as the phone starts ringing, we have to get this in just a second. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually try to – and this is something I've got to work on with my children. Um, I, I try to – I got to the point where go social, catch social that, media I, means too yeah, much. Yeah. And now I try to I try to experience things without my phone. And it started at sports games. You go to sports yeah. games, everybody – now when, in the past – you would see everybody, you know, kind of taking everything in and enjoying everything. And now you see everybody always wants to share everything online. And yeah. I think a lot of people have this, this ground floor mentality that everything they see and everything they experience is part of their brand, right. part of their social media brand. Right. And uh, I, I fell prey to that a little bit too. And and now I'm, I'm at the point, I kind of reverse that and I'm like, you know, not – everything's going to be okay if I don't put everything I see into, you know, Instagram. Right.
0: right, So I think we have some people trying to call in right now, and Jay's going to catch those calls. But I think he brings up a really great point, and that is um, that – Are we trying to share too much, and are we being distracted from the moment of what we're supposed to be experiencing because we're trying to share too much? of what we're trying to experience. That's a, a good good take on it. And um as we move along, you know, I guess my concern as an academician and an educator and one who um works with individuals with anxiety and ADHD and learning difficulties, are we further impairing the ability to imprint to memory to learn, to really be able to take stock of things by distracting, distracting ourselves from, um, things with the social media. Um, that's the question I wanted to throw out to you all. And, um, We'd love to hear from you about this. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. dot org. Let's go on to Jesse. Jesse, good morning in Hernando. You have um, some thoughts about what we've been
8: talking about? Oh, I have more than some.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and calling.
8: What have you um, got today? Well, uh, first of all, I think, and I'm not oh, I'm not that old. I'm 62, so I, I love my iPhone, but I also see what a negative impact it is having on the children coming along. Just that constant being on all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just their their brain, they're you know just never having any kind of downtime and being bombarded with the news and and bad news is so instantaneously spread and just I, I just feel like that's kind of the root of some of the anxiety because that's, you just you just can't handle it all the time.
0: Well, you have a, a really good point. And actually, Jesse, uh, we've talked about this before. People who are on uh, Facebook a lot spend more time on Facebook than those who don't tend to be happier. I mean, un- more unhappy. Right. Pe- so those who are not on Facebook are happier. And perhaps it is because we are sharing um, the. Our lives are are better than others, but maybe we are sharing um, negative news, like you said. And certainly with texting and Instagram and um, the other quick uh, communication methods, um, perhaps you're right. um, Things get lit up like wildfire sometimes. I can't
8: stand to even turn my computer on with that. I want to click it. Small, so i don't see the bad news immediately when I get up in the morning i just it just makes me crazy mm-hmm. but the other part i wanted to mention this was i saw a story of a school and i'm not sure where it was but they implemented a 30minute time pocket of meditation for the children
1: and, ah. and
8: really made them lay that they, they couldn't sleep but they had to just sit there and think and just have this time. And they said the violence and all in their school went down like 40%. I mean, it was, a, it was like remarkable.
0: That's because, really an interesting point. And because they had yeah. to have
8: their own thoughts and they, and just, just think, mm-hmm. just be and think. And it wasn't led in any way. It wasn't prayer. It was just meditation. hmm so anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to say.
0: Well, thank you. That's a really good point. You know, we've talked uh, before as far as ways to manage anxiety, to do some mindfulness-type work, where you do exactly what you just said, that classroom uh, study work did, is you do some... Self-calming on um, getting yourself into the moment, trying to calm and quiet your mind and trying to let yourself think of perhaps just the here and now where you are right now and the positives about that here and now of what you are doing. And maybe we don't ever give our brains enough time to just have some quiet thought and quiet moment. So, good point. I'd love to hear from others of you about your thoughts on that very thing. Let's go on. Thank you, Jesse, for calling. You brought up some good points. We're going to go to Patty um, in Jackson. Patty, good morning.
9: Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I'm so excited I can get a chance to really listen without all my machines going in this building. So, um, my comment was that um, it's just etiquette. It's just we don't have etiquette. (laughs) No matter what age it is, we just don't have the cell phone etiquette. And it is stressful. And you talked about social media Um, quickly. Facebook has become so disturbing. It's just like it used to be so much fun to connect, but it's so heartbreaking. The news that you get. And it's just, and in church, it's, it's disturbing to others when they're on their phones. Maybe they're looking up sermons. But should it be that there should be an announcement like, no cell phones, please. We're old-fashioned church here. Let's pull out your Bibles, things like that. It's just etiquette, and it is very stressful. These phones are so stressful. They're more than just communication um, pieces, but um, I'll hang up and let you comment back. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Patty, for calling. Your point about it being etiquette, uh, just generally putting the person who is in front of you um, at at least equal import as that phone that is in your hands, and that's something that I think many of us forget: is that if you're if you're continually distracted by your phone when someone is trying to have a conversation with you, um, how demeaning is that? I think pretty much so. The other thing, too, is how disruptive is it to other people if you're in a big group when um, perhaps your phone maybe is even silenced. But if you continue to look down and continue to address whatever is on that smartphone before you rather than the person in front of you or across the table from you or perhaps in churches. As Patty mentioned, all all of those things can be somewhat demeaning. I'll I'll tell you as a speaker, when I'm doing a talk and I look across the audience and and hopefully I'm a decent speaker, but if you look and you see that somebody's texting on their phone, it's pretty distracting and a little insulting at the same time. So I think that that etiquette point is a point well taken and something that we need to really, really think about. I want to talk, too, um, about are we diagnosing people with disorders when in reality they don't have it. It's just that they have not been taught to stop, still their mind and really focus and pay attention. I have some concerns about that and I'd like to hear from you. Um, uh, Jay, can we go to our next caller before we take a break? Jay's nodding. Yes. So I'm um, going to give our phone number out one more time. It's one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Give us a call and join in. We're going to go next to Mary in Alabama. Mary, good morning. Thanks for calling.
10: Good morning. I just, I guess I'm old and crotchety now. I'm seventy, but I was not that old when this happened. I was at the grocery store, and there was a checker there who was dealing with my money, in essence. Mm -hmm. And the whole time she was proceeding to check me out, she was having a conversation with a young man, who I don't know whether he was a beggar or what, but they were very much intent on their conversation. And I waited for her to finish, and I said, Ma'am, let me just suggest to you that your customers, particularly perhaps your older ones, would appreciate it if you would pay attention to them while you're dealing with their money. And she looked like I had (laughs) flat. I don't know that it had a bit of effect on her. But I just, I couldn't resist. Mm -hmm. Because it, is the popular phrase it
0: pissed me off well Mary I I completely understand what you're saying Um, I'd like to throw out to our listeners have you been in the reverse have you been trying to check someone out at a cash register when you're the cashier or have you tried to help someone a client or something and um, they continually are distracted by their phone or they won't hang up on their their phone so mary i I have been in your position before. I know exactly what you mean, but also um, I suspect because I know I have been behind um, someone at a checkout at a cashier stand when the individual in front of me is so busy on the phone that it's taking longer to check out than it should. So uh, yeah, I, right.
10: I grew up working retail in a bookshop at my parents' own, uh-huh. and that was that wouldn't have been tolerated. No, you know, I mean you concentrate on the customer while you're working with them.
0: Right. It places import on that person and makes them feel valued, I think, don't you?
10: I think, and I think it makes them feel that their transaction is important, right. even if it's for a quarter, you know. Right. That quarter may be something that a kid has saved up for, for who knows. But, anyhow, you that's all I have on my mind.
0: Well, thanks, Mary, for calling. And I don't think it's just older individuals who have difficulty with this. I think it's younger people, too. So I'd like to hear from you. Give us a call. We're talking about distractibility, inattention, anxiety, and social media. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back.
2: Mississippi Public Broadcasting maintains an open meetings policy and welcomes any member of the public to attend our public meetings. Meetings are held in the boardroom at MPB, located at 3825 Ridgewood Road, Jackson, Mississippi, 39211. Find dates and times of scheduled meetings on our website, mpbonline.org. Click on the open meetings announcement at the bottom of the page. You can request information on meetings by calling 601-432-6565 or by writing to the attention of the executive director at 3825 Ridgewood Road, Jackson, Mississippi, 39211.
6: Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
2: Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue... Texting and driving, it's a problem across the nation. Has the cell phone below the windows, which makes it even worse because you're having to look down. Traffic crashes are causing thousands of deaths. That could cost not just your life, but anyone else's life. Mississippi has a law banning texting and driving, but is the law working? Are your officers writing tickets for texting and driving? No. We take a closer look at texting and driving on At Issue this Friday at 7.30 p.m. on MPB-TV. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
7: You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB, Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
0: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Thanks for being with us today. We're talking about inattention, distractibility, anxiety, sleep issues, and that ever-present social media now. And how do you think it plays a, a part in what we do and how we do it? And interestingly enough, during the break, hopefully you were listening about the upcoming uh, show on um, public broadcasting, on texting and driving. And that was one of the next things I kind of wanted to bring up as we're talking about all that. Um you know the, the inattention in driving. Uh, we know that individuals with ADHD have a higher incidence of minor accidents, injuries, and traffic tickets than do those who don't. But then you put up the, the cell phone distractions and texting and driving and and that jumps much higher. Um, data says that about 330 injuries occur each year from accidental, Um, injuries in um, car accidents caused by texting and driving. One in four of every um, car accident in the U.S. is from texting and driving. So just keep that in mind as we're talking about all of this. Um, and, And like I said, and then you put anxiety, sleep problems, and ADHD on top of it, and then you get into big trouble. So, want to hear your thoughts on that? Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at Online dot org. Okay, I want to go back to the phones. Danny is in Pascagoula. Good morning, Danny. Thanks for calling.
11: Yeah, how are you doing? Doing great. Real now, quick, you- I wanted to say uh, I want to thank MPB. I'm an African American. Young man. Yes. I want to thank y'all for being there for all the people. See, this channel helps people to really see without all the advertising, all the craziness going on regular TV, the real things (laughs) that we need to talk about. When we talk about the phone situation, when you are handling a customer... Right. You, unless you are on the phone that has to do with your job on uh, emergency, you should be handling the. customer. I, I sold cars. When I'm on, a, when I'm in the, in front of a customer, my cell phone can wait unless it's an emergency. And if it's an emergency, I say, "Excuse me, customer. Let me find someone to help you because I'm, I must answer this phone." We've mm-hmm. made life so difficult where God has made life so simple. We must learn that the phone is a tool, but not our lifeline of our body. We must learn that there's a time to use it, there's a time to put it down. When you're in front of the light, I heard you mention about texting and driving. Right. When you had at a stop sign, I saw a cop do it too. All right, you make your real quick text message, but you must look up and see what's happening. Because when you... Don't look up. The life changed. Somebody beat you. Automatically, you're gonna go for it. A lady did that. She was demoing one of our cars.
1: Oh goodness! She
11: did that and smashed into a truck. Oh
1: before, my goodness!
11: she didn't look up. Thank God it was 20 miles an hour that you accelerate and not 55. Right. We must be simple and think. Like the lady said, we gotta think before we do. And the main thing is we must learn to how you say organize, how to use our phone without making it our arm. It's not our arm. Our arm is what holds the phone. We use it. We do what we got to do. But we must be able to do things simple, use the phone when it's necessary. When you are handling a customer and you're at work or you're in a meeting, you need to be listening to what's going on. That's why we have so many problems at our jobs, at, at our company. Because we're not concentrating on the things, the issues that need to be taken care of. We're busy trying to Facebook and take itself.
0: Danny, um, you said something that I think is something we should all remember. It is a tool it is not an appendage. it is not something that we have to have in action at all times. It is a tool, and it can be very a very excellent tool i I can say there are many areas of my life that have been enhanced by having uh, media available um, at our our fingertips I can search things more quickly I can I can find out a fact more quickly um, I can be in touch in an emergency um, with someone I, I really need to be in touch with but I but we don't have to have that instantaneous response to every single text and every single phone call and every single message that we get and you've 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 said it beautifully. So thanks for your call. And also, Danny, thank you so much for complimenting MPB overall because... As you know, I'm a big fan. I agree with yeah. you that, that um, it is a wonderful uh, mode of media that we have that is, is good for our state. And I, I think we are uh, pretty outstanding. Um, our public radio is outstanding by national standards.
11: And please don't go anywhere. Everybody, please, hear when you can. I'm telling you, we need <laughs> it. So if we don't have this for our children. The regular media will kill our children's mind. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> the regular media will kill our mind. We must, I grew up with a public broadcasting channel. I grew up in the city and as well as the country, and being in both places, that culture, the only place I found it was on public broadcasting. I'm, I'm sorry to get away from the thing, but if you need that, and as a city kid, also a little country kid, our children need to know these things. They'll learn not to when, to when to use the phone, not to, and when to use the phone, when not to use the phone during using these methods by learning on these channels. Because so it's about education, us educating ourselves and doing things simple, so life won't be so hard.
0: Thank you, Danny. You need you to know, call back during our next fundraiser, okay?
11: Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. God bless you all.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Jay's telling me it's time to take a quick break. Um, we are talking about um, social media, when it's appropriate to use it, how distracting it can be, and and how anxiety-provoking. Give us a call with your stories or your thoughts. How it's affected you, positively or negatively, at one eight. MPB ring. That's one Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Rel- Relatively Speaking. I'll be right back.
5: Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Catch up on past episodes
7: and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
6: Hi, I'm Dr. Rick Gachazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
11: This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
7: You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
0: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about inattention, anxiety, sleep problems, and the way social media can affect all of that and affect the way we feel about each other's treatment. Um, So we've talked about um, how it feels to walk into a store and have someone not look up and address you because they're too busy on their phone. Um, I've mentioned that in reverse, uh, a person who is hired to take care of the customer, perhaps when they walk into the store, how uh, when, when they're standing there trying to wait on somebody and that person's too distracted. By the phone to even um, give them the time of day, how that feels. Um, The other thing I want to do is talk about um, a couple of surveys that have been out about um, social media use in the workplace and how that affects things. I told you about one of my issues where everybody was asked to drop by a sign in a big conference room, drop their cell phone upon entry. So everybody would get full attention to the meeting. I think that's an interesting concept. So give us a call with your thoughts about all of this at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Or there's still time to send an email to family at org. So, um, there was a survey done um, on career building, and and the survey queried over a thousand, uh, um, over two thousand hiring managers and uh, three thousand full time workers, kind of about their use of uh, social media. Um, that means personal email, text. Or, or even personal calls, and uh, uh, during their work hours, and fifty percent admitted that they um, talked on their cell phone or texted on their cell phone during work hours. Thirty-nine uh, percent on the internet, forty-eight percent on social media. So, uh, a big number of individuals are um, are really. Um, using work time for this. Upwards of over 60 minutes was the admission. I suspect perhaps more than that. But um, of those individuals, um, many employers have rules of how employees can use social media at work. But when surveyed in a different survey, how many really um, listen to that? 77% of workers admitted, even with um, rules and regs, uh, they continued to sort of ignore the policy. So to me, that means you're affecting some uh, productivity, correct? So when should you use it? When can you use it? Certainly everybody should have some break time at work or everyone has lunch time at work. Um, can you inhibit yourself not to use it until then? Um, That's a question I have to you. Do you believe that there are some people who just cannot, and do you believe that perhaps they may be addicted to it? I'm just throwing some questions out there. Well, let's go back to the phones. Uh, We have Lee and Van Cleave. Good morning, Lee. Thanks for calling.
4: Good morning. Uh, I have a little input. I'm an ex-retailer, 30 years, retired. Yes. During the time that I operated my businesses over three state sections, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, we always had a rule. Now, a lot of it took place before the advent of cell phones. Mm -hmm. But there were boyfriends. And when a boyfriend would come up to the counter and they would ignore a customer, they were given a warning and told blatantly, if you do not pay attention to a cash-paying customer, you are trumped, fired. Simple and fine. They, they agreed to this in the beginning and a pre employment contract that if they did that, they would resign without having to be fired, and they always did. But here's my thoughts on all of this. I see this going on not in professional businesses like Wendy's and Waffle House and places that have corporate. Roots, they know that they'll get fired for answering their cell phone on the job. That's a standing rule. Mm -hmm. It's always the sole proprietor who is away from the job or in the back office who has hired help out front that does this or away from the job. But I think that seeing that attitude of the young people, and I see this a deep-rooted problem, they're very fearful. They're fearful of everything. They're afraid that if they miss the call, they'll miss something important. Having no idea what that is, but the fear that's been induced into our young because of the state of the world is what's causing this. I can't go without my cell phone. I've witnessed two accidents here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast with people texting, driving past me. One girl passed me and went to a red light. I saw the light turn orange. She never hit her brakes. I saw the light turn red. She never hit her brakes. She hit the car that was stopped at the light careened over that car, came down and T-boned an 83-year-old woman and another older Plymouth or something and killed her dead. And that was such a crime. That was such a crime. And the wow. girls that came up behind me said, we saw that girl go by, she was texting like crazy.
8: Wow. Yeah,
4: well, tell the police. Yeah. But the thing is, and this is probably something you're going to bring up tomorrow, I addressed a local police officer here. I'm going to say no names or what municipality, but a coastal municipality. Who was a captain in the police force. And I said, Are you enforcing the texting law? He says, No, we are not. We are not allowed to. The only person who can give that ticket out in the state of Mississippi is a highway patrolman on
10: hmm. a state
4: or interstate highway. I said, is that
0: yeah. true? That's interesting. I had not heard that ever before, and that, I
4: that was a verbatim given directly to me, face to face. And I was appalled by it, and I asked about seven or eight more officers that I run into in the courts of my retired businesses that I have, mm-hmm. and uh, they said the same things. We're not allowed to write tickets, only a state trooper. Well we don't that, even give out warnings. Yeah. We don't even give out warnings.
0: Yeah. Well, I I would like to propose something. I think, I think the texting law is important. I think it should be um, uh, implemented. Um Lee, but I also think that we as a society just need to get our heads on straight and try to figure out that it's clear texting and driving is a bad thing. I just said that individuals with ADHD are more likely, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, are more likely just due to their... Um, inborn distractibility that they have to have more accidents um, and tickets. So why in the world would we not know without anybody doing any kind of research that texting and driving is is just absolutely a ridiculous thing to do? So um, I'm just throwing that out. I know I try to not be too opinionated about things on this show, but I am telling you I just don't get why people continue to argue about whether or not Um, people should be ticketed. So um, you're right, and I'm sure you'll hear more about that on the television show, Lee. Thanks for your call. I also wanted to just address the the issue that you said about the the rules and regulations in the workplace. A good manager will have rules, and then when they see someone not obeying the rules, will um, ticket that in whatever way i 'm not a big fan of abrupt firing um, but I, I do think that if people don 't obey rules, there needs to be some sort of uh, consequence. So, um, you have to have the rule in place and then make sure that people know that you will enforce it. And, um, I, I do agree that if you don't have somebody watching the store, um, literally, uh, then people will do whatever they want to do. Some people will. So that's just the way we are. Thanks for your call, Lee. Um, let's go back. So we were in South Mississippi. Now we're going to North Mississippi. We have Jim and Tupelo. Jim, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. What are your thoughts today?
3: Well, a couple of things. First of all, I think that we don't know the difference between a convenience and a necessity.
2: Mm. Uh
3: Cell phones can be a necessity for some people that need to respond to emergency situations, et cetera, that kind of stuff. Right. And then it's a convenience for the rest of us. I admit it's a convenience for me, uh, but one that I control. If you call me, I don't have to decide. I do, I do decide rather whether to answer that call or not. And depending on what I'm doing, If it's interfering with what I'm doing, I may not answer the call, and it goes to voicemail, which is no different than having a landline that went to a telephone answering device. Right. Then the other phenomenon that I have noticed that just drives me crazy, as a society, particularly the millennials now, I've been out to restaurants and seen a couple on a date sitting across from each other, and both of them on their cell
1: phones,
3: (laughs) not talking to each other. Right. But they're texting and going on. Uh, I don't need to take somebody out on a date to get on my cell phone. I think it's a sad commentary that you could take somebody out on a date and sit across from them and not talk to them.
0: And not look them in the eye.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's... That I'm like you. Sometimes I, I really wonder what the society is coming to with all of this technology. We no longer have the newspapers to read in depth articles. We have instantaneous gratification in the food industry, McDonald's and Arby's and everybody else. We have instantaneous, uh, news feeds from all over the world and we make decisions immediately without all the facts. Uh, I'm not sure that all this is good for us uh, as a society.
0: The immediacy of it all. It, uh, you know, my, um, I will say now, my daughters are not part of the millennial crew because they're older than that. But I have two daughters who have been very involved in the, the slow food and, and a lot of the sort of getting back to basics, eating local. I know this sounds like it's sort of a an off on a, another whole. Um, tangent but but a lot of it is is sort of the same sort of taking time to do the cooking instead of the instantaneous taking time to have the conversation taking time to read the full article instead of the just the bite parts um I will say, though, I have noticed that in the younger individuals, I don't want this to be all about just young kids and what they are not doing right, that we do so well, is that I do notice that... um, if if a phone is ringing and um, they are doing something else they don't answer it none of my five children will answer their phone if they are doing something else and it does not bother them I think some of uh, some individuals some of us feel compelled to answer that phone um, when it's ringing in our hand and and I mm-hmm. do think that, Um, it would be important to remember that you don't have to, because you know what you can do next? If there is an emergency and that person didn't answer their phone, what can you do? You can send them a quick text saying, I need to talk to you right now. And that way that solution's done, right?
3: Well, that's that's what I said initially. It's the difference between convenience and necessity. Right, right. if you make that distinction, you may use your phone a little bit differently. Right. Uh, I've been amazed when I just shut my phone off mid-afternoon, and when I check on it two or three hours later, I may have missed one or two calls, and I can call them back or get a message, you know, a text message or whatever.
0: It gets... Right. Typically, nothing bad happened. So I, I think that that would be a great practice. And and one thing that I would like for us to all think about doing, and I'm just going to make a suggestion um, about this, is what I would like for everyone who's listening to think about doing is the next time you sit down to dinner um, Check your phone, whether you're out um, at a restaurant or whether you're in your home. Check your phone in a box. Put it in that box. The next time you go to a meeting or you have a meeting make a conscious effort not to take it into the meeting with you because if you do what will happen you will be tempted to make sure that you're not missing anything else Um, you're going to check your emails you'll check your text if someone texts you you will feel obligated to text them back that is just the way i think all of us are now so um I would like to hear um, from others as we move along. You know, you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. I would love to hear from you if you practiced that, if you thought about doing that, um, how it worked for you. Was it calming? Did it clear your mind a little bit? At the beginning of the show, we had a caller who who talked about... um, A a study that was done where um, the teacher in a classroom practiced having um, maybe two or three minutes, I believe, of just quiet time, mind clearing. Um, Nobody talked. Everybody just sort of did some... Meditation mindfulness stuff. Like she said, not religious. That wasn't it. It was all about just centering yourself and calming yourself. I suspect if we all did that, we would all be better people. I don't know, Jim. What do you think?
3: I'd just make one more comment and I'll let you go. If you and I are having a conversation and my phone rings, I can make a choice to continue talking to you or I can be rude and say, You are not the most important person at this moment. I'm going to answer my phone. And Mm. that is nothing but rude.
0: You comment well taken. Um, Thanks for your call, Jim. Keep listening and um, call in again. So, you know, I think... What Jim brought up is what we were talking about at the uh, very beginning of the show, and that is um, how you make a person feel valued. Um, so if you answer a text or answer a phone while they are talking to you, or if you do business on your phone while you're having dinner with someone, Or if you um, allow yourself to be distracted when someone is there in front of you giving a talk and um, you're going to stay on your phone doing all the stuff that you maybe need to do or maybe you don't even need to do it. Maybe it's just staying socially connected. Then you are not valuing the person who is in front of you. So like I said... Why don't you think about that? Think about this distracted age, how we can make it better. And you know what? It's not just young people. I want to make sure nobody out there thinks that I'm talking about young people. The very first example I gave you was about a middle-aged woman. So I want you to know that it's not just about that. So... I see we have another caller calling in, and I don't know that we're going to be able to get to that. I don't think so. Will you please send us an email? I would love to hear what you have to say at mpbonline.org, and I'll be happy um, to answer you in any way that you wish. I want to thank everybody for listening and calling in. I think this was a, a great discussion, and I'd like for us to continue to talk about how media can affect our lives in the in the future. So, relatively speaking, is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting. Today's show is engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, uh, Sam Wells. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. Um, And stay tuned next for NPR's Here and Now on NPB Think Radio.
6: I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This forecast is underwritten
11: by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue Mobile app.